The Shabbatot before major holidays all have a special name. For example, the Shabbat before Purim is called Shabbat Zachor. Before Passover, Shabbat Hagadol. Before Yom Kippur, Shabbat Shuva. And the Shabbat before Tisha B'Av is Shabbat Chazon. There's even a name for the Shabbat before Shavuot. It's called Shabbat HaMiyuchas, the Shabbat of distinction. And the Shabbat before a new month, before Rosh Chodesh, is Shabbat HaChodesh, or Shabbat Mevarchin HaChodesh. So here we are on the Shabbat before perhaps one of the most, if not the most important holidays of our tradition, Rosh Hashanah. And what is the name of this Shabbat? Shabbat Nada. Has no name. Has no name. The Torah reading, Nitzavim Vayelech, always fall on this Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah. And this time of year creates a lens through which the portion's words are refracted. And for the rabbinic mind, everywhere you look at this time of year, you see something connected to Rosh Hashanah or to Yom Kippur. Uh, so the way in which these parshiot fall and what we find in terms of their content, if we were to give this Shabbat a name, we have many I think, opportunities or choices to choose from. At the very beginning of the Parsha, for example, we read, Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kuchem. You, plural, are standing this day, all of you, before the Lord your God, before God. So maybe we would call this Shabbat, Shabbat Kuchem, the Shabbat of all of us, where we gather together and certainly on Rosh Hashanah, where we will gather together en masse. And although this passage is about the Israelites gathered before Moses, listening to him, we know that in a week's time, we will be gathering together before God, all of us, kulchem, some 5,500 plus members of the Beth Zedek community. Perhaps we might call this Shabbat Habrit, the Shabbat of the Covenant. If you look a little bit further down in the opening passages of the Parsha, verses 13 and 14, not just with you, all of you, does God make this covenant, but also those who are not here with us this day. Uh, but it's not just with you alone that God makes this covenant, but with those who are also not standing here this day. And it's from that notion that there are people that may not have been standing with B'nai Yisrael at that time that we get this notion, you know the phrase, saw you at Sinai? I saw you at Sinai. Um, it happens to be a dating app too. But the phrase, saw you at Sinai, comes from this Parsha. 
that all of us, everyone who was alive at that time and every Jew who was to be alive, including every person who would convert in the future, was at Sinai at some point in time, at least spiritually. And by being at Sinai is to be part and parcel of the Brit. There's a famous Midrash in Midrash Tanchuma that understands this specifically as referring to the souls of all the future generations who were spiritually present and bound themselves to the Brit. But it also reminds us that in a week from now, when the shul will be filled, that people perhaps who have been distant from Judaism or from synagogue life in general will find their way back to the synagogue and recommit themselves to the Brit, to the covenant. Torah is not just for the elite, is the, one of the lessons of this midrash. It is to be assented to by the entire community, from the top to the bottom, and from the tribal chiefs to the water carriers. Men, women, children, all of them are to be a part of this covenantal community. We could also call this, based on the content of the Torah readings, we could call this Shabbat, Shabbat Shuvah. Now, I know it's taken. It's technically the Shabbat before Yom Kippur. But in this week's Parsha, the word Shuv, or some conjugation of Shuv, appears seven times. So we could call this Shabbat Shuvah, and we could call that Shabbat, perhaps, Shabbat Be'emtza, the Shabbat that's between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. The short Shuv means to return. The message of the Parsha is that repentance, Shuva, is perpetual, ongoing, a gradual, continuous project process. One Torah commentator, the Malbim, explains, in verse 2, the first stage of religious awakening is being described, the turning towards God, when a person directs their attention to the right path and is ready to listen. Verse 10 speaks of the consummation of actual repentance, the final stage of turning to God directly and not merely focusing on themselves in the right direction. One has to recognize, in other words, the wrong and then commit to do something about it. Or perhaps this would be Shabbat Brera, the Shabbat of choice. Hertz, do you remember Hertz, your old Hertz Chumash? Uh, rabbi Hertz, who was one of the first graduates of JTS and chief rabbi of the UK. Uh, rabbi Hertz points out that Jewish ethics are rooted in the doctrine of human responsibility. So when the Torah says choose life, it's not referring to the ability to choose life over death. Rather, it refers to the ability of choosing how we are to live. Do we search for blessing? Do we strive for meaning? Today's Torah reading, though, is a double parsha. We read Nitzavim together with Vayelech. So there are more names that we could possibly give this Shabbat based on the double reading. We could call it Shabbat Chazak Amatz, the Shabbat of courage. What a way to talk about entering a new year. 
Chazak means to be strong in the sense of being faithful to one's core beliefs. When we complete the reading of the book of Torah, we say chazak, chazak venit chazek. Strength, strength, may we be strengthened. Let us strengthen one another. Let us be strongly faithful to our Torah and what it teaches. When we look inward for tshuva, isn't this exactly the measure by which we judge ourselves? Are we living our lives to our fullest potential? Shabbat chazak. It takes courage to do cheshbon hanefesh, to take a spiritual inventory. Or even we could call it the names of the Torah reading, as I said in the introduction to the Torah reading. We could call it Shabbat Nitzavim Vayelech, standing and going, the importance of standing still, of slowing down just enough to check our GPS, our direction. As we get ready to go forward into another year, we have to stand for a moment and evaluate where we've been, where we are, and where we want to go. Uh, maybe, for some, this is Shabbat Avital, the Shabbat of Avital. It's a Shabbat in which we called a young couple and their newborn baby to the Torah to bestow upon her a name, something personal. Some commentaries say that this Shabbat has no name because it needs no name. Everyone knows when it is. In fact, it's because of that knowledge that we don't even recite Mevarchin HaChodesh, the blessing for the new month. Because everyone knows when Rosh Hashanah is. So announcing it and blessing it is not necessary. Had we recited the bracha for the new month, we would have said, and on the first day of the new year, we should say, May it be your will, Adonai our God and God of our ancestors, that we are be blessed with a good and sweet new year. And may this Shabbat, Shabbat no name, lead us into that new year with bracha, with blessing. Amen.